0: Hello and welcome to Talking Shop, a podcast from Morgan. I'm Alex Goy, journalist, Morgan owner and your host, here to take you through some of Morgan's key moments, key people and biggest fans to get you under the skin of one of the world's most unique car companies. Today's guest is Ian Cook, who you may know from being pop bang colour, artist extraordinaire. You may have seen him at a number of events all over the world, creating amazing portraits of cars with remote control cars and tyres and wheels and other things that definitely aren't paintbrushes. He's a very interesting chap and has led a very interesting career. We're going to talk about how he got his start, basically doing something his girlfriend told him not to do, to how he ended up creating one of the world's most successful advertising campaigns for Reebok and, well, now is making the lockdown work for him. Anyway, without further ado, Here's Ian. Ian Cook, otherwise known as Pop Bang Colour. Welcome to Talking Shop. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm very well, thank you, mate. Uh, Lovely to see you this fine, fine morning.
0: Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with ian's work ian is uh, sort of a, a theatrical artist i suppose a performance artist uh, you may have seen him at a number of events morgan or otherwise creating enormous works of art using remote control cars is that fair to say
1: that that is what i do yeah so i i paint solely with radio control cars tires and wheels uh, normally it shows events around around the country starting from kind of april march time go through to go through to november um and create you know a whole range of artworks but you know uh, a brand that i've associated to and worked with and really proud to to be part of is is the you know morgan and the morgan kind of family as it were so so yeah no it's been it's been you know fourteen fourteen 14 years of getting paint splattered uh, i was told not to wear one of my paint splatters so this is more of a yeah, of my my nice my nicety shirts, um. But uh, yeah, it's yeah that's what I do. Yeah, I'm a painter. Um, when in non-COVID times, obviously.
0: Yeah, so if if you ever do see Ian at an event, or if you have seen him, you will notice that no part of him escapes unpaint spattered, purely because <laughs> yeah. of the nature of his work. Because what you do is you, you you get down on your hands and knees on a on a giant canvas, and. Uh, so you start you start with an ink outline or you start with a uh, a, a, a a a base image, and yeah. then yeah. recreate yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was working with clients and customers and doing stuff to commission. So generally, uh, an an image is agreed uh, prior to creation. So I I'll draw that up and um, and then I'll create it live at the event. So generally, from yeah, you know, I'll start in the morning. And finish it by the evening or finish it so it looks like it's finished by the evening um and they take a yeah they take kind of mm, seven to ten to fourteen hours depending on how much detail uh is in that artwork and uh, and that's yeah that's that's what I do it is small little cars big artworks that's that's what I create with um and they are just do this kind of shop bought cars yeah nothing nothing they're not like uh Tamiya, Expensive, really, you know, kind of high-power stuff. And they're all toy cars bought from from shops. Um, and they've got, you know, a range of different toys to cre- to create with. And, uh, yeah, it's gone all right. It's gone all right over the last few years. So
0: how did you get your start in this? Because you don't go from, oh, I want to be an artist, to I know I'm going to use a bunch of remote-control cars, some stocking fillers, essentially, to create... Two by two twenty uh, artworks that hang on people's walls.
1: Um, so it kind of started two thousand and six. Um, so I, prior prior to being a, a full time artist, I was a teacher, um, and prior to that, I was a barman, um, and prior to that, I was at university. Um, so I, I've always, I, yeah, I've got a fine art degree. I've got a, fine, a B.A. in fine art painting. Um, and cars and art have always been my passions, my interests. I've always, always enjoyed both. Um, and I wouldn't say I, I'm a traditional artist in any any way. I'd much rather be at like a race event or at a car event at the weekend, rather than poking around Tate Modern. You know, like I I can enjoy art, but I'm not a contemporary artist who needs to be like. You know, in a gallery with a with a glass of champagne, going, oh yes, I, I was feeling like this at the time I created this. Um, it's I'm much more of a car guy. Like I am, I can talk, I can chat cars with anyone, and and that's the beauty of this industry is that it is so many people have their own stories about vehicles, um, and that's uh, you know particularly brands like Morgan and yeah, you know, which have people who are passionate the passion is there it's deep um and and that's what it's about for me is yeah, you know, I've always had that interest in cars uh, I've grown up with my uncle being he was a car designer what was them rover I wanted to be a car designer when I was younger but I did a I did a week's work experience with him and I I soon realized I'm not a designer I'm not I can't I can't be a car designer. Like it was an amazing week, don't get me wrong. I I, I it was to have that amount of access when I was 15 to to designers and you know I, I, I walked down the the where they built the defenders and stuff and um and I did test track stuff. I was out on the, in a, on a test track in a Rover 200 BRM going very sideways. And this was my work experience. I was like, "Huh? Like this is how's this work experience, but that's an engineer. An engineer is there to to test a car and, you know, go around a track at, you know, miles an hour and whatever. Um, but after that week, I realised I, I, I need a bit more freedom I, I, and I'm not design-led. I'm, I'm, I am I'm need a bit more... Uh, I, the right word is, you know, rather than going, right, this is the end product, sometimes I I need to discover the end product. I need to go, well, well how is this going to work? Um, so, so, yeah, so I... So, school. I went and did a, a Tech national in illustration. Um, I then realised that illustration was a dying kind of uh, way of creating. So, so you, you, it was become much more computer led than drawing and painting, which is what I I love. Um, and then I did. I found the fine art rooms, and I was like, "Ooh, fine art! What's?" And there was like this kind of like I remember walking into the room, going, "Oh, this this looks good." Like this is messy this is and you can do whatever you like as long as you've got a reason for doing it you you can do fine art and that's what fine art is you, you as long as you can reason why you have done what you've done and give the reason why you've done it and it and it you can stand by it and be passionate about it fine art that's what you are um so I did i then joined the fine art fine art class which is i was 16 seventeen. Um, and the rest of the guys were like tw- nineteen twenty, and they were fierce. Like they were some of the you know in fine art, you have something called a crit, which is a, a critical evaluation of your work, essentially. But it's called a crit. Um, and yeah, I mean that was like as a sixteen-year-old up against nineteen-year-olds. Like I, yeah, it was kind of like you put your elbows out a little bit. You go, yeah, yeah I can do this. I can, I can prove my worth in this class. Um, so we did fine art, and then I cried, yeah, from, from left college to go and do fine art at winchester so i applied to winchester school of art i applied for the wrong course on the wrong course code um so i applied to fashion uh and i got a, I got a phone call from winchester like uh the department the know, the, yeah, the whatever department who was sorting out all the all the all the applications i like mr cook um your course code, uh, you've applied for fashion, but your personal statement is definitely saying fine art. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want... Fine. And they were like, yeah, well, you've applied for fashion. And I was like, yeah, but I want a fine art interview. Um, and, were, and then they ran me back and said, okay, we've had a cancellation. Yes, you can come, come for an interview. So I applied for Winchester, got into Winchester. So I was the second youngest in the year because everybody else was 18. Uh I had only... When I got to uni, I'd only just turned eighteen, um, so everybody else was nineteen, twenty in my in my year because um, they'd done foundation, and uh, and uh, yeah, so so uni was great. And the final year, I created a sculpture called Pop Bang Color, uh, which is a friendly explosion of color. So I cut up all of my toy cars, all my Skeletric cars, all my diecast toy cars from my childhood. I cut it up into a sculpture and called it Pop Bang Colour. So that's where the name kind of came from. And I, I, for a while, I couldn't work out whether it was Pop Bang Colour or Pop Bang Colour or Pop Bang Colour, if that makes sense. So yeah, do, you, do you say it's three words, two words, or one word? And eventually, uh, it I settled on it's one word, capitals, Pop Bang Colour, spelled the British way because that confuses the Americans nicely. <laughs>
0: So how do you get from carving up your toy cars uh, into a friendly explosion of colour called Pop Bang Colour, all in caps or one word,
1: with a U? <laughs> yeah, that's really um,
0: <laughs> yeah. with a U. Um, to drawing cars or creating cars with remote control cars. Now I know a little bit of your story because I've d- I've done my reading on this one. You you ended up doing this. Because someone told you not to.
1: Basically, yeah. I mean, it is, and it's the genuine truth. So, so what happened was, um, I um, uh, an ex-girlfriend. <clears throat> you might have heard that underneath lethal breath. Um, so I, I, had, I had a a radio control car given to me by an ex-girlfriend. I, I, remember it vividly. Like, she said to me, "Oh, you, you, you love, you love this this present, this Christmas present." And I opened it up, and it was a radio controlled car of Lightning McQueen. I'd never asked for that. I'd never, I'd, I was never, I was like, huh? What, <laughs> why, why have you bought me a radio? I don't understand. And as she left the room, she just said, just don't take it on a studio and don't get paint on it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I won't do that. I'll do that. Uh, and I had a small studio at home, like my granddad had helped me build a studio at home. Uh, many yeah when I when I he could see I was frustrated with with not being able to create so we converted a, the garage down at my parents' house as, into a studio a temporary studio it wasn't huge it was just somewhere to work so I I ended up taking that car and a couple of other cars down to my studio and working out actually how do I create artworks with cars like how is it done yes yeah, so do, do I attach the paint pot to the top of it do I attach a pen to the back of it do I paint each wheel and then the wheels Spread the like. How do you paint with a car? Um, so I, I then had some other cars that are trying it out, and I attached felt tips to the back of it. Yeah, so I, I, handily, I've got, um, pen and yeah. So I attached like a sharpie to the back of a, of a car, and and did some felt tip stuff. Um, and it's just trial and error really, and I then I just started. It worked out that actually, if you put the, put the the car, if you put the paint onto the paper. Then let the car run through it. That's the best way to spread the paint uh, with the wheels and how radio control cars work and whatever. Um, so, so yeah. So I, I I did some experiments and and then quite not quickly but gradually. You know, I need I, I had the space to do it when I was because I was teaching at that time then. So I went from being a barman to a teacher. She didn't like that. We ended it after that. She didn't like the the whole being an artist or creative. It was like you're a barman. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I met you. So we parted ways. Um, so I I started. At whilst I was teaching, I started to experiment and to have the space to actually create artworks um, in the in the college I used to work at. Uh, so on my spare time, on my days off, I'd take over a bit of the studio area and start playing around with 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 painting because I, I always believed as a teacher I should be an artist. That's what. That's what I believed. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna teach kids art, then you need to be an artist to teach kids. They'll learn. They'll learn. They'll they'll listen more as well. Um, so, I started to do that, and I can't remember what happened. What happened? So yeah, I did color wheel. So I did color wheels. So I did some color wheels. Um, and i I had a I had like a solo show. Like it was at Solikol Art Gallery, but I had a solo show, so I had the space to redisplay, redisplay my my sculpture, which is Pop band Um and also show these radio control car drawings as well, uh, which had got a little bit of media media behind them. So what happened? I, I started to contact all the newspapers, and this is before social media, before Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. Um, I started to get um, to push what I was doing out there so I, did the, I did the, had the gallery space got some local media um, and then I, what had happened in the meantime I'd actually taken over a vacant shop unit in Wolverhampton and I'd, I'd started to create the bigger artworks the two and a half metre ones in this vacant shop unit and there was a window that went past the shop and people were watching me paint from the window so I, I created these artworks and they were walking past and I and I thought oh well if they're watching this is interesting so I, I then wrangled the local TV networks and local newspapers because I, I thought well they can only say I think it's one of those things I've always gone in my mindset has always been like they can only say what's the worst I can say is no like that's always been my mindset about and I still kind of do that now like I still go what's the worst they're going to say no I'm not going to be offended like yeah whatever um so I, I rang up the newspapers and ITV Central News, which they then were like, yeah, we'll send down a camera crew. I was like, what? Like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah. So I then ended up on ITV News, Central News, on a Friday evening. And they came and did a feature about me painting artworks in the vacant shop unit, which is bizarre. But it's, it happened. Um and this led to a local paper re- doing some stuff on it as well, which led to that being fed into the Metro newspaper, which went then went down to London. So the newspaper, obviously Metro, the newspaper, that's in which travels. So it went on the from, and the Wolverhampton line, goes down to London. And somehow a researcher for a TV programme picked up that newspaper and was like, yep, yeah, we, we want you on the Paul O'Grady show. And I was like, I was like, "This is what I was like, ah, huh? like what I was like, what how?" I was like, "Oh, we saw, we read it on the on the Metro newspaper." I was like, "Okay," but I thought that was in Wolverhampton. They're like, "Yeah," but that newspaper feeds the news into the, so how the agencies news agencies work. It fed into the national newspapers. So I, I then went back to teaching <laughs> on the on the on one day and. The kids that I was teaching had a copy of the Metro newspaper. Going, sir, is this, is this you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's clearly something's working here. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what this could. How how we could go with this? So I had the had the had the the solo show, had the 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 newspaper, this Metro newspaper thing, and it started to get a little bit of. I was like okay this could be a thing I could I could try and do this um so for a few months I continued I, I then did a I didn't did a port a portrait I did a image of pudsy bear for children in need live on breakfast radio for BBC Midlands so that was in Birmingham so so that was at the in the middle of Birmingham, they had a, they used to have, well, that's where they used to get all the news in, in in, uh, in the mailbox. Um, so they were like, oh yeah, you can come in and you can paint in our reception area uh, and paint a, a Pudsy Bear image for, for for children in need. I was like, okay, but I don't do images. At that time, I, I was only doing colour wheels. Um, they were like, yeah, but we want Pudsy Bear. I was like, okay, I'll give it a bash. So I remember drawing it out with dad in the kitchen at mum and dad's house going, I've never done an image before. And Dad was like, mm, OK, this is Pudsey. Yeah. I was like, OK. Um, I mean, drawing Pudsey uh, in the in the mailbox. And again, that then featured on Children Need, the broadcast of the live broadcast on Children Need on that Friday night of this artist painting Pudsey Bear. I was like, this is weird. Like, I was just like, how? Like, I, I still couldn't grasp what was going on, really. Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, that that so. From uh, a, a girlfriend saying, "Don't ruin this Christmas present," to BBC Children in Need primetime broadcasting, it's it's, it's quite a leap, uh, Ian. It's, it's it's quite a leap. Uh,
1: yeah, and this is all in like, at the the scale is only about six months, if that, like six, <laughs> eight, yeah, maybe eight months. Of and I didn't, I wasn't. I only had the studio at home. Like at my parents' house, I had the small studio, which was like my little, I, when I wasn't teaching, I was able to go and just create in there. So there's like a video of me creating a, a continuous line face. Like, but let's say, cause it's like, it was like the, so the Sharpie attached to the back of a car, drawing a, a face, two eyes and nose and a mouth. And it's got like 20 odd thousand views on YouTube or something. I don't know. Um, but that was like 2007 so 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 these the ideas kind of continue yeah like there's always things that kind of continue and and change as you go along as you know because you' kind of I never see a project that's like kind of oh, that's finished." I just go sometimes these ideas come back better ten years on because you've you've got the perfect time to do that. you know it's you know, you'll do one thing for one time because that at that time that's working. And then you'll go right. I'm going to do that, and I'm really going to push that idea next, because um, you've got to stay relevant. Like you've got to stay. You've always got to keep changing as an artist. You can't just be like right. That's what I do, because people, it it how people interact and take in things uh, now is almost like a bit of a not a throwaway society, but you know, people like to be entertained and they like to see new things. I was like, I can do this live at events, but I've got to be indoors because I haven't got a marquee. I've got, as long as I'm indoors, I can do it. And so the, the, the British Motor Museum what was then the Heritage Motor Centre. Uh, I did a number of events there. I did like Land Rover. So the first event that I did was Land Rover. I did Supercar Sunday. They had their Italian, Auto Italia they had. So there's some really quite big events, um, club, club events, but big, big enough for people to see what I was doing. And, uh, and then I, I went through the events calendar because I was still teaching. I went through the events calendar on my lunch break, and I started to ring them all. And I was like, "Oh, what's this Goodwood thing?" I was like, "It it seems to be everywhere. Like it's in Octane and all these other magazines. What is it? Goodwood?" "Hi, oh, yeah, I'm I'm an artist. Uh, I paint with cars. I'd like to be down at Goodwood. You know, can this happen?" And uh, they said they were like, "One, how much? How much are you going to charge?" And I was like, oh, oh, you, oh, I charge, you're going to pay me to be there. Oh, okay, interesting. And then they're like, how big a marquee do you need? How big, How much space do you need? And I was like, well, I need a marquee. Be- yeah, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, make, we'll build you like a 12 meter by, it's not like a 10 by 10 or 12 by 12 marquee for the event. And I was like, okay, they're like, here's your details. Uh, yeah, This is what you'll need, pass, et cetera you know and I was still you know I was still teaching at that time so I had to I think I had to cancel some teaching or something to be down at Goodwood on the Thursday night Friday um so I I got down to Goodwood and I was like oh oh this is this isn't like this is big (laughs) and I remember ringing ringing dad going dad I need you here ASAP like this is this isn't like any other event I've ever been to this is huge Mm -hmm. And dad was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Dad, like, there's a racetrack and there's massive buildings and and it's insane." Um, and he was like, "Okay." So they got. I think they got down on Friday night, or even kind of sat down Saturday morning, possibly, because what I didn't realise is just how big Goodwood was. Uh, and in two thousand eight was, it was called Hawthorne to Hamilton. So it was Mike Hawthorne who was the Ferrari driver to. Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton, ju- Lewis Hamilton. you know, uh, F1, he'd just started his second year of being an F1 driver. So the first year he narrowly missed out on the championship. Um, and this was his second year and he was fighting tooth and nail with Ferrari, with Massa at Ferrari. Um, and by June, July time, uh, he was very much, at you know, possibly going to win the championship he's probably going to be the you know the first british champion for a very long time to win the f1 so goodwood had sent me through images this is what we want you to draw so it was mike hawthorne lewis Hamilton, lewis hampton portrait uh lord the then lord march port, a portrait of lord march and some i think that was it for so it was, it was kind of goodwood related and lewis and ferrari um so on the Saturday, I put I painted this portrait of, of Lewis. So I started, and it it went well. It was a good portrait. Um, Took and it went, you know, good incredible event. Loved it. Uh, and what had happened that year? They had dragsters firing up. So, one twice a day, dragsters was fire up quite near me, like, on my side of, the, at least my side of Goodwood, like. And people, people would pour down, like literally, go, and pour down to that that area of the track. Uh, and it turns out that I had some guys from MC Saatchi, the advertising a- agency. So Ma- Morris and Charles Saatchi, Uh which I know because Saatchi is an art dealer. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I was like, oh, I know the name Saatchi and Charles Sarchi is the art dealer. Um, I thought oh, that's pretty cool. So they they then emailed me post Goodwood and said how big can you paint
0: <laughs> that's always a like, ominous question how big can big. you go
1: yeah and I was like well at the moment I'm doing two and a half metre artworks yeah they take you know three I think the early ones are like three, five, ten hours you know portraits overnight um, they're like well we've just got this idea we're pitching to Reebok and I was like Reebok as in the sports brand, yeah. So, we want to paint a portrait of Lewis Hamilton because he's about to be announced as their global brand ambassador for the sportswear brand, um, and we need a project. We need something to 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 draw uh, to, to uh, as a promotion for that. And so, it ended up I painted a portrait of Lewis Hamilton the size of a three store building, which hung next to Tower Bridge.
0: Excellent. That's I. I remember seeing that because it was just it was huge. It was it was massive.
1: Yeah. So twelve twelve meters by eight meters, hung next to Tower Bridge, uh, and next to you know, what was the Mayor of London's office at that point? It still is. So on Potter'sfield Park, they do a lot of PR stuff on Potter'sfield Park. It's yeah, you because know, you've got the background of Tower Bridge behind it. So globally, yeah. the image of Tower Bridge, people are like, oh, that's Tower Bridge. It must be in London. Um, so yeah so I ended up painting this this so this was no October 2008 uh, just as Lewis won the world championship in Brazil for McLaren um, my artwork was uh, was this thing you know as a promotion for the brand um, surreal project yeah like it was unbelievable unbelievable uh, but wicked it's a, it a cool thing to do and it I think if I, if I got in that project now I'd, I'd do it completely differently um, but because I just didn't know what a corporate project was or marketing or PR or anything like that I was just like okay, yeah, I'll do this oh, okay, I'll do that um, It's and it fun, was, isn't it? Yeah, we had, it's fun Yeah, I was just honestly I was just like okay, yeah whatever you want really and that was uh, Reebok's most successful advertising campaign they ever had it won several awards. Um, but I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know any of this corporate world. Like, it was... I was a teacher. <laughs> and so, and then I went back to teaching the following week and my, the kids I teach them were like, weren't you on... What, didn't you just do... Weren't you on the new? You were in the paper. And I was like... Yeah?
0: Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, I like, open your exercise books. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just... Like, and I was like... But in my, in my heart, I was like, whatever that was, I want to do that all the time. <laughs> like, that was amazing. Because it was... It, honestly, it was like an absolute juggernaut. But the guys at MC Saatchi were mate, Like, they were a brilliant team. Uh, and it was... They loved it because they got, what, the PR and the marketing out of it. Lewis saw it out in Brazil... It got into yeah. You know, it was on CNN. It was it was a proper global project, and it, it had far achieved anything that they that they thought it would. I was then. I was like, right, I've got to, I've got to quit teaching. I was like, my heart wasn't in it. I was like, right, whatever, whatever that was. I've I've got to go and chase it. And I remember speaking to colleagues who I used to work with at the at the, at the college, and they were like you've got one chance at this in, like you may never have this opportunity to go ch- chase it. You can always come back to teaching um, because there's a lot of stories from teaching that, you know, I was a teacher when I was 23, 24. Mm. I was a young teacher and I was teaching people older than me. And like I was just a teacher because I was in I was in a shirt and a tie. Like, so. I, there, was a, there was a lot, you know, it was a very bizarre time. To be like, oh, well, I've got this responsible teacher, but I'm also trying to be an artist full time as well. But I, I did teach some amazing kids, uh, and some of them were true, like to, to kind of have that kind of rough diamond. Like, some were brilliant, really, really good, uh, and some were just annoying, and I just, you know, frustrating uh, to try to. Would,
0: I would have been one of those annoying kids, I'm afraid, Ian. I, you, you, I, I can't draw. And I, I just, I get. I, I was just told to doodle in my art classes. Here, have this. You, you just do- scribble. Everyone else, <laughs> watercolors for you. Alex, crayons.
1: Yeah. Well, the I mean, everybody can draw. It's just their ability to do it and what they think is a good drawing. That's that's the, the thing. Is that you? Everybody can hold a pen and doodle something. And uh, yeah, but. It, you, when you're marking it and when you've got to make it you know, you've got to give the reasons why somebody's stuff is better than others and you have a lot of you know, in teaching you have a huge plethora of ability of people uh, but also you've got things like uh, special needs uh, you've got uh, autism dyspraxia dyslexia um, and all of those kids need different ways of, of learning and not all the, you, you, you can't teach every kid the same way simple as that
0: so you you, you you started with a remote control car, told not to get it mucky, got it mucky, ended up uh, creating an enormous portrait of Lewis Hamilton via Goodwood, um, then uh, which ended up as Reebok's biggest ever marketing campaign in the world ever, 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 achieved global notoriety as a result of that. You decide to leave teaching and now, in a, in a pre-Covid world, you go to races all over the world. You go to events like Goodwood. You're a Goodwood mainstay. Last year, you were on the 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 Michelin stand, creating their their three key cars. Um, you do private commissions, as I well know, because I've got one on the wall. Um, you uh, and you've since had to, because of 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 COVID, you've had to change it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and. It's fascinating once again. It's, it, I mean, the thing is now in, a, it, you know, kind of what well, we're twelve years on from two thousand eight. So, you know, in in that time, I've done all kinds of stuff. So, done all kinds of different projects. Um, and uh, and and kind of, I've always trying to be at a position that you can, you can change things if you need. To, and sometimes you need something to happen for you to go right. I need to switch this up. I need to change now. <laughs> uh, and you know, much like. Many self-employed people, you know, I'm self-employed. I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know where my next paycheck's coming from. Simple as that. You know, it's, but that makes you more determined to, to, to do stuff and create stuff. So yeah, so I, basically, on, on lockdown when lockdown was announced, um I was in my studio and Taz was like, "You need to bring everything home. Bring as much as you can home now, uh, because that lock. You know, you can't non-essential travel." Traveling, yeah. The biggest problem I've got is that I've got a car that's branded in my in my, yeah. You know, it's not like it's a subtle car. <laughs> like, I i very much can be seen when I'm moving around because it's branded in pop by color. Um, so we literally shoved everything into the car. We brought as much home, paint wise, drawing wise, whatever. Um, and I started to. So when we were on honeymoon, uh, early on in the year post post weddings, uh. In Japan, me and Taz were doing drawings every day. So we we drew whatever we. It wasn't cars. It could be like a landscape or uh, Mount Fuji. Or and I started to do drawing. I posted them on socials, and people were like those drawings are good. Like they're good drawings. I was like, yeah, they're just you know, sketches. Like five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour. We were we'd we'd just draw, and it was quite good because when we were drawing, people in Japan would look over our shoulder and. Kind of see what was, oh what's that weird British guy doing over there? Yeah, um. So, the drawings kind of I got back into it and did the sketch pad and we did we did some in museums and travelled around and saw some of the yeah you know, Japanese brands and whatnot. Um, so when when the Friday of the so Tuesday was locked down by the Friday I got everything back home sorted, and I started to do drawings continuous car drawings in the in the spare room here. And I just time lapsed them and posted them on socials and people were like, Oh that's great. Can we buy that? And I was like, Oh, uh Yeah. Okay. And then people send me images going, Can you draw this? Can you draw this? Can you draw this? And that soon became like went from wandering to kind of twenty, thirty in a re like, in a few days. Yeah, you know, not not and I wasn't particularly going, oh, this is going to become a project or something. And then it just kept on going. I could do, I was ended up doing, you know, I could do six, yeah, between six to 10 a day on a good day. Like I can do them. And I started to post them to, you know, do lives on Instagram and socials and, and whatever. And since then, we've now done over 260 drawings, 270. And like last night, I was live feeding to a guy in the States called Honda, Honda Pro Jason so this has now gone from just being like a local thing where it was like guys I know in Cove or car, you know, people like yourself who I know have got cool cars. And I was like, I would want to draw your car. So I'm now speaking to a, a YouTuber in America who's then posting it across his channels uh, all about his Honda. And I'm doing like, a, yeah. And this, and it was just like, and it's just done that over five weeks, five, six weeks. And that's the beauty of I think it's a beauty of being a creative and also, yeah, sometimes the situation you take, you deal with the situation that you're put in. And you know, over the years I've been in several <laughs> weird situations where I'm like, right, how do I deal with this? Like how, like what's the best situation out of this? Or how do I make the most of this? You know, like I've done stuff for F1 and I'm like, it was just unbelievable. It was like, how, how can this go wrong every day? <laughs> but yeah, we we got it finished in the end. But generally, whatever happens, I try and try and make the most of the situation.
0: You seem to be going great guns, like uh, every day. Uh, my Facebook, my Instagram, Pop Band Color is live doing this, is doing that, and then you've got the the live chats going on on Instagram, and then someone is is taking the the live feed and putting that on YouTube, which is pretty cool. You know, so you've 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 turned it from um, yeah, as you say, something that was quite, quite personal, I think, of like, look, I'm going to be doing this while lockdown's going on into, you know, a fairly successful way of coping. But m- moving away from from Covid and let me just gesture around at the world falling apart. Um, you have had some fairly odd situations because you've had to pop bang colorize some Cars, there is a series of pop bang color cars. So, can you talk us through the order of those?
1: Yeah, so there's, yeah, so I mean, so the first one was 2009. So, I I went different companies, basically, a a company or I'll approach a company and go, I want to do this. Uh, I've got to say, so we, when the artworks are scanned, you can then create a wrap, a vinyl wrap, which is like a big sticker over over the vehicles and kind of brand them up and make them look funky and cool and whatever. So the first one was uh, with Chevrolet in 2009. I did the uh, the mighty Chevrolet Spark. Which um, you still have. It's like one of these things, you know when you have like a sticking plastic and you can't get it off? And you're like, do <laughs> I, is it, oh, do I, yeah, and now it's got to a point because it, it's been around for so long. I don't, I don't want to get rid of it. It would be sad. It'd be like, It'll be like I don't know it's like a little kitten, and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't get rid of it now, like now. And the thing is, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't cost anything. Like it was, it was given me, it was given to me by Chevrolet. Like Chevrolet left Europe, this car was just like left with me, and they were like, oh, and then Voxel sent me the V five saying, yeah, just keep the car, and I'm like, oh, okay, so. <laughs> That, that that car, like I branded it all up. It, we went and did like touring car with it, and it was used as a promo vehicle with with, with Chevy UK. Um, and that it's got like big orange wheels on it. It's got a spoiler. It's got it's it's a silly car, but people really like it, and uh, it'd be sad to not <laughs> to, to not kind have of it. not have it. And I'm like, oh, don't. And it, it's terrible to drive. It rides horribly. Because it's on big wheels, that's like you should never have a car that small on massive wheels. It's it's a bit like when you draw a cartoon, you have like big wheels, little body. work That's what it looks like. Um So yeah, the Chevy, and then there was there's been fourteen, fifteen in total. There was a Bugatti Veyron that I wrapped as well. That was for Lord Pembroke. So Lord Pembroke, uh, Will Pembroke, he rang he rang me up one day, at with at seeing the Chevy for some reason. And he was like, oh, we've got a Bugatti Veyron. We want a wrap. And we hear you're the man to do it or make an art car out of it. And I was like, all right. And I said, well, whose car is it? And he was like, it's mine. And I was like, right, I'm down. I'm coming down. I'm going to see you tomorrow. And he's got the wicked, like, his collection of personal cars. Unbelievable. He's got R34. He's just bought a BMW 3-litre CSL Batmobile in black. Full race, full racing car. He's got a, he's got a two forty Z. His car collection is pretty epic. And so I went down there and I was like, oh, and he's like, Lord, like Will Pembroke, Lord Pembroke, like his house is like amazing. Hmm. <laughs> um, Finally, so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and that was so that was done in twenty twelve. So That was just um, literally the Olympics were going to start that week, and I was like, this car is not going to get any press because the Olympics, cos Olympics, you know, What are we gonna do? So we we did it, it got wrapped up, GF Williams did the photography. Um but it went viral, went massively viral. It was just like you know, YouTube and photos of it it appeared in Auto Express, like, oh what would you do this to a Veyron? And it was a proper like people love it, hate it car because it was a Bugatti in Gulf livery with an Aston Martin on one side, a GT forty on the other. It was it was a bit odd, but but it looked it looked cool like from afar it looked pretty cool um so that again that got my name out there because it was it had pop band colour on the side of it I was like I got my name on a Bugatti whoop, whoop. um <laughs> so um yeah that was pretty cool so that was, that was the, when Wilton Wil- House had the supercar show um and then 20 so the Bugatti the middle kiss Soul the Soul, soul was still got but it's fading really badly outside in the sunlight now um and then 2014, I started to work with Morgan. So uh, there was a conversation, somehow a conversation happened and I ended up getting invited over to the factory over at Morgan uh, via Twitter, I think it was. Um, and James had just started to work in the marketing PR element of it. So I was invited over to come and see the factory. I said, I'd, I'd love to come and see the factory, do a factory tour. they like, yep, yeah, come over. So I just went over with dad. And I remember like, seeing the three-wheeler and being like oh my god I love the three-wheeler and I think I was speaking to John Wells at the time and I was like oh we need to do something with it's such a cool car like can can we do something with it can we do something with it can we do something and I remember pestering them for ages uh, and then it came around to Autosport twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, 2015 yeah 2015 Autosport I said "I said to James look can we wrap one up Can we can we wrap a three-wheeler up and reveal it at autosport because yeah that time autosport was still pretty much the biggest motorsport show um there was yeah there was there wasn't wasn't a bigger motorsport show and uh for some reason a a three-wheeler had come back to the factory and uh so yeah we 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 wrapped it up we did a livery on it the more the three-wheel art livery and uh Revealed it at, at Autosport And it got a great reaction GF Williams did the photography for it again uh, It you know, People loved it And then it was like oh, What's happening with it after And I said I don't know We just did it for the show We just did it as a Like a press car Like a fun thing to do And I think I probably Went and picked it up from Morgan Several times just to use it Just to be like Can I go to this show in it Can I go to this show in it So I used to drive over to Morgan All the time to go pick it up uh, And I said James Oh I'd seen this Geneva show. I was like, oh, can we can we, can we, we drive it to Geneva? And James was like, what?
0: Hang on, like, you, you, you wanted to drive a Morgan three-wheeler, a car without roof, doors, any kind of real creature comforts or mod cons, from Malvern to Geneva, where it is notoriously a little bit brisk in March when the Geneva Motor Show is on. Uh, you, you, you wanted to do that.
1: Uh I I, again. I hadn't really thought about it. (laughs) I just said it because I thought uh, I thought it it sounded like a good idea, and and then and then James went and James went. All right, then. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. We'll 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 get insured. We'll we'll put all the, the. I had a letter in it from Morgan to say that they had been prepped for European roads. So like, we put a. A cold weather tire on the back of it. So there was a letter in the in, the, in the, I think in the glove box that had been like like hand signed by Steve to say this car is 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 as as winter ready <laughs> as 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 a as a th- as a three wheeler could be. So, which basically then put a different tire on the back because it might be a bit yeah. better. <laughs> 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 um, uh, Uh, And then I was like, oh, oh, right, so I need to do this with some people. So I got GF Williams involved to do the photography. uh, And I got Phil Tromans uh, off of Worcester and of, of, where is he now? He's, where is he now? He's Drive Tribe now. Drive Tribe now. Yeah, he was free. So Phil had just come back from the Middle East. I met Phil out. Phil Tromans was working for Crank and Piston in the Middle East. Um, So I met him and I was like, well we should do this do this trip. And so uh so yeah, so between the three of us we managed to blag a Kia from Kia as a like a support car and um we drove it from Malvern to Geneva and back.
0: And and so, back. Oh man, the drive back must have been difficult.
1: Uh, well I think the thing is on on the drive there we wanted to get all the Photos so we did. We stopped off at Reims, got some ace shots down at Reims Circuit. We drove the Reims track. Uh, we got yeah. We were so we were documenting it as much as we can on the way there, and we called it three wheeler to Geneva, three wheel to Geneva. Like it was hashtag three wheel. I think, um, and, there, and the and the irony was a lot. Yeah, you know, that time yeah there were some journos who were you know had kind of like your know, Mercedes had given them like the highest spec Mercedes to go and do a trip. And they were like, you what, you're doing that trip in a three-wheel? I was like, Yeah. It'd be all right, wouldn't it? They're like, no, they were just like, you yeah, you're insane. They're like, that's that's a silly trip to I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. and um, don't like, we had every single type of weather. Like everywhere that you could imagine we had on the way there and back. Like it's when 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 you can see the snow coming down and you go, right, do I put my do I put the three do I put the rear wheel in the trough of the snow because that's where the power's going to or do I put keep the two front wheels in the in the kind of the non-snowy bit because that's where my that's where my steering is like which which one do I <laughs> what's the choice <laughs> so so yeah it was great it was, a, it was an epic trip
0: and you now you now own that three-wheeler
1: so yeah I co-own it I want at some point i will own it uh, fully uh so yeah so it's co-owned with laser tools uh, so laser tools racing off touring car they store it maintain it keep you know, trickle charge it uh so you know in terms of that it's I'm, I'm lucky to to be able to have a good relationship with them so you know as and when i need it i'll i'll go and go and pick it up um yeah you know, i'll just book it out with them and say look, i'm going to go and and drive it you know here or go to an event with it or or whatever um because uh, yeah, and the last the last time I drove it was for my wedding on my wedding day. So
0: yeah, your 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 wedding day, the way you used it was was quite special. Because normally after the ceremony has has taken place and everyone waits in a big line outside uh, outside the church or wherever to to throw confetti, it's normally a, a nice tight line and everyone kind of hunkers in and it's all very intimate. You chose to do it slightly differently, didn't you,
1: Ian? Uh, yeah, well, with, the, with where we were over at Till over at uh, Ironbridge, um, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the first wedding, wedding organiser um, really, really loved it. Like, yeah, she loved the idea of the Morgan. And I was like, look, I'm a car guy. There's going to be loads of car guys at this wedding. Uh, and I want that to be part of the wedding and they were like uh, yeah but we don't we don't allow cars on on site and i'm like i really want the cars on site <laughs> and they're like uh, okay we'll see what we can do and then that wedding organiser changed the next wedding organiser didn't like didn't like me at all didn't like Taz at all <laughs> uh, so so we ended up what happened is that, um we didn't talk to we didn't talk to our our, <laughs> we to our, our uh, wedding organiser or person who we had to deal with at least For um, for many months, (laughs) to the point of like not not long before our wedding, we then got in touch and we're like, "Hi, is this that?" No, like, "Oh, she's left." I'm like, "Oh, what a shame!" (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And then basically, I was like, "Right, I want to drive the cars. I want to drive the three wheeler out of the reception because it's a, a ground floor. I want to after after the ceremony, I want to." we w- we want to jump in it both of us and drive it out with confetti coming over us yeah and they were like and they were like oh but you know how do these people know about cars moving you know health and safety was like they're car people all of us are car people like i mean we we know i organize a car show like we know how to move cars safely they'll be fine oh okay right okay and I said, "Well, I also want to have three minis as well from the Italian job." What? Like, yeah, I want, I want the three minis. Uh, we have also got an SLS, and we've got an Aston Martin. <laughs> and they're like, and my my wife was then like, "This is just a car show for you." In it, and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a car show." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, but it's you. I was like, yeah, but cars, but yeah, and three wheel, like the three wheeler. That's that's us, you know.' Because Taz loves it. Taz Taz loves the three wheeler." on a sunny day she doesn't like it when it's raining no 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 I, I learned I learnt my mistake uh, on the way back from the launch of caffeine the machine actually I learned I learned, um I learnt that I uh, yeah a very wet Taz in the uh, in the in the passenger seat having had an absolute torrential rain on her for about 40, 40 minutes yeah all she said after that was did you not look at the weather forecast and I was like Nope. <laughs> nope, no, I didn't. She's like, right, mm-hmm. look at the weather forecast in the future. I'm like, okay, okay. sorry, 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 but yeah, no, I love that car. I think it's brilliant. I love, I love the, the factory. I love the ethos behind the brand, uh, and I think you, you, I'm sure you were tagged in it as well. But yeah, you you saw that video recently on TikTok of the of the the guy hooning his three wheeler around the round the around the, uh, around the on the grass, he was hooning it around. On, oh uh, man! On, if, a if,
0: if I had a garden, I would be doing that. Just, just yeah. Every, ev- just every day, just like my 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 ten minute mog spin.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I looked at like both you and I looked at that video and were like, oh, that's that's not good for the three. Yeah, you, we know mechanically how that works and how the, the mm. how the rear wheel is driven and you know j- j- doing that on first gear and 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 locking it. all oh, I was like. It's not good for the it car. Also but it, it looks fun. I, so I've done it. I I did this. <laughs> so I remember I went to Chomley Pageant of Power and I, and I drove. So I drove the three wheeler from Midlands up to Chomley Pageant of Power. And my <laughs> my marquee was at the bottom of a hill, like not not at the bottom of a hill, but it was it was down a you know an incline as yeah. well. And it, I remember driving it in the morning, and it was mildly damp. So the the grass was was. You know, it was slippy to say the least. Yeah. And I also know if if you, if you, like in as well. So if you blip the throttle on the three wheeler, just blip it, give it a bit, you know, up the revs, lock it over, the car will pirouette, and it will pirouette beautifully. Yes, it because, will. I mean,
0: I uh, mean, not, not no officer, no. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> but you know, obviously within within safe safe conditions, you know. Make sure yeah. nobody else is, is, yeah, is around at the time. But it was, it was in the morning. I was arriving. Nobody else was on this massive field with my marquee at the bottom of this field. So I thought, right, I'm gonna. Um... My mum and dad were behind me in their car, and I remember I, I blipped the throttle and hard locked it, and I just beautifully span all, the, all <laughs> like pirouetted all the way down this hill until I ended up outside my marquee, and I was like, it was wicked because you've just got the. The massive grin on your face because you're just like, this is so much fun and you just it's just a brilliant car to to do, and you know yes three wheeler owners are mad because we we want to be different we enjoy it It's, it's a, it is a you know, it is a very different car to drive.
0: Mm. oh yeah, definitely um so you you've done a lot of Morgan's over the years uh, some yep. of your work. Is in the factory, which must be quite a strange feeling, right?
1: I, I, it's great, and yeah, you know, it was really super, spe- like super special. Earlier on in the uh, pri- prior to lockdown, you know, they, they launched the new Plus Four, um, and the Aero Eight artwork was behind you know Steve as he gave his speech. Yeah, so I was like, oh, oh, the cameras are all on Steve, and behind Steve. It's my artwork, and uh, yeah, okay. They do documentaries recently, and the artwork is in the background. So yeah, I, I think the thing about the the big stuff is, um, it's so instantly recognisable, and to have it in factories, on a wall, in prominent places, seen by visitors, seen by important people, um, is a really lovely feeling. You know, it's and you know, it, it's it's super special. You know, I think whenever, I, certainly whenever I go. Over the factory, I'm sure with yourself. Like, you feel you're part of a family. Like, yeah, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not related to those people, but people know you for what you've brought to the brand or what you've how you've worked with the brand. And there's that. I've got massive respect for the guys who build the cars. I think it's they're they're so cool to to be able to produce something that is silly. It's a silly car, and it's it's silly because it's and it should you know And they've evolved it so that it can. Hit the regulations, and mm. but there's, there's no other car. I, I yeah, you know, in terms of you know, whenever people go, Oh, what's your favorite car? What would you like to? And I was like, I own it, I've got it. I, like, mm. that that car is, yeah, you know, I love it because I've had adventures in it. It's it's meant that I've met so many people. Like, I've had, yeah, you know, really great you know people like, you know, uh, you know Jonathan, and uh, yeah, all, yeah, there's, there's. Morgan customers who who you can just chat to because you've got an equal passion it doesn't matter what model of car you've got either like yes i'm a three-wheeler owner however you can chat to aero owners and plus four plus eight yeah because each of those cars are special in their own way
0: mm. i entirely agree and with that in cook i would like to thank you very much for your time uh on talking shop but before we go Would you like to do the plug for your social channels and your website?
1: Oh, of course. So it's popbankcolour.com is the website, which is being updated, hopefully. Um, And then we've got Pop Colour Shop is where you can kind of get all the prints and copies and all that kind of stuff as well.
0: And there are plenty of Morgan prints on Pop Colour Shop, right?
1: Yeah. And there's a a purple three-wheeler, which is particularly nice that's uh yeah i think that's a top seller at least best
0: artwork you've ever created mate
1: ever ever uh well created with you you helped to paint it and create it and were part of that creation that's what's that's what's lovely about it is having that you know you were there when it was being done so yeah mm-hmm. so it's instagram is pop by color twitter pop by color facebook pop by color and youtube on the youtube pop by color there's a there's a theme there isn't there it's all it's all pop by color
0: it's all pop bank color well Ian thank you very much for joining us um, and I look forward to seeing more of your continuous cars and once uh, the world has has stopped being on fire I shall see you at an event making stuff out of things
1: yes who knows why that might be pens that might be paints who knows you know, But you know, thank you very much mate really appreciate it I hope I didn't waffle on too much
0: you didn't waffle on too much don't worry Ian Cook there with some pretty awesome stories and some insight into how he became Pop Bang Color. My favourite bit remains, and will forever remain, the fact that he started his career by ignoring his ex. That really is quite smart. Anyway, tune in again soon for more very exciting guests, more Morgan Chat, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your mates about Talking Shop so more people can hear it.